Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning that we have been able to come together. Pray for others who will be joining. Let the word of God enter into your heart that your spirit will teach us from the word that will be convicted and it will lead to definite changes in our life and transformation. So commit these words before you, blessed Lord. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. We'll read from Luke 16 verse 13. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will aid the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Last week we saw how God wants us to work. Today, what is the responsibility of a steward and how it can be mismanaged, we are going to. So here the Lord says, no one can serve two masters, that is money and God. If they serve, what will happen, he says, they will definitely despise God and cling on to money and they will ignore him. This will happen. We look at the steward mentioned in Luke 16 itself. 1 to 2. Luke 16, 1 to 2. He also said to his disciples, There was a certain rich man who had a steward. An accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be stupid. Remember, we are all stewards in God's kingdom. And we have to give an account of our life before God. Last week I mentioned the way we live and the purpose of living, the way we work and the intention of our work, all will be tested. So here, the Lord is called, his parable is, the owner is calling him to give an account of his Stewardship. 16.3 and 4. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. I cannot dig. I am ashamed to beg. I have resolved what to do. Then when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. Here is a lifestyle of many workers. The lifestyle is like this. Less work more salary, if possible, no work, all salary. He says, it's very difficult for me to do hard work. And also, I am ashamed of begging. Someone told like this, too proud to beg, too coy to work. Hallowed be the dignity to starve. Lot of things are emerging nowadays. In our hospital, I think 40 years back, 10 of us, or 15 of us rather, I think, we were looking after 300 beds and 500 patients. And 15 or 20 nurses were there. Now there are 110 doctors, more than 200 nurses. 
bed strength is the same, our patient would have increased by another 500. But they say it's so difficult to work. I have taken personally night duty almost every day for many years. Here, one night duty in a month is too difficult. Nurses want to see only five patients, that's a, not five, two patients in standard IT. That's the way they want to work. So hard work is forgotten. This steward is saying, I also cannot do any hard work. So he has a sort of plan there. And he says, what I will do? He called five and six. So he called every one of his master's debtors to him and said to the first, How much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Another next verse also. Then he said to another, And how much do you owe? So he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. Oh. The if you do this, we are going to look how people arrive at this lifestyle. This kind of lifestyle is mentioned in 1690. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. Modern rich man's life is, you know, the purple color is the highest, very costliest garment in that time. So he was very rich. If he had gone to a Bible study in that house, the food that he would have served after Bible study will be unbelievable. All would have appreciated God has blessed him abundantly. Is God involved in that blessing? That's what we are going to see. So, how did he arrive at this lifestyle? When Luke, uh, Matthew 23, 25 and 26, Matthew 23, 25 and 26. Oh, to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first, cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. How do we become, how do people become rich? Here is one man, means robber. Dishes are clean, outer life looks very beautiful, nice dress, nice car. But how did that car come there? How did this dress come? He mentions one is full of robbery and self-indulgence. Verse 23. O to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. So what have we neglected in lifestyle is justice, mercy and faithfulness. This has been neglected and the small matters of life has been projected. So people see that and say, 
what kind of religion he has, what kind of faithfulness he has, brings even the mint for taking. Fourteenth verse. O to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore you will receive greater condemnation. See, there are a lot of people who pawn things for getting a loan. They are not tell to redeem the loan. They take out the houses and devour widows' houses. In our place, all around, the money that is given for lend at the rate of interest is so high. I was told that the self-help group, which are lending out, they are the one who has extorting, extorting, extortion is done in such a high level. It goes to 13-15% of interest. 28 words. Even so you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Let us listen to this in our work, in our business dealing. Is there corrupt practices which are held secretly, but otherwise we look and do very nice things outside. Then there is another way of becoming powerful. I mean rich. Luke 22, 25. And he said to them, The king of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors. The ordinary citizens come to the power of position, any profession, any place, business, anywhere, you come to a power of position. Then, because of your power, you make rules. Once you have made rule, others have to abide by the rule. Powerful people keep in the Gujarat area, Maharashtra area, have very big cold storage. During season of onion, they buy onion and keep it there. They are very powerful. Then they decide the price for onion. Like that, everything. Many countries decide like this, hoarding and making. And you reach power, position of power in medical world. Then you decide what will be the charges, how you should pay everything. You know in your areas, if you go to hospital nowadays, you have fleeced. The amount of charges are unaccountable now during COVID time. Unnecessary treatment, unnecessary admissions, everything is done. Because they have power now. 21.34 is a lifestyle that you have not. Luke 21.34 But take heed to yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly. The same kind of lifestyle is mentioned in James 5 and 5. You have lived on the earth in pleasure and luxury. You have fattened your hearts as in a day of slaughter. How did they come to this luxurious life? 5, 1 to 4. 
Come now, you rich, weep and owl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up pressure in the last days. Indeed, the wages of the labors who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out, and the cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. See, this is another way of becoming rich. I'm mentioning many ways in people to become rich. Recently, I heard about a rich man, 50 of his first employees, he started distributing $6 million to each from his profit. I had this earlier. The whole profit will be given a share for the people who are working there. They will be shareholders. It's together they were working. So, hoarding, black marketing, self-sufficiency, all this. Look, Luke 12, 21. So, you see, who lays up pressure for himself and is not rich toward God? Laying treasure for himself is by hoarding, black marketing, various other means he can become rich and hoard it. But he is not bothered about his relationship with Christ. He says his name will be full. But he will be self-sufficient. There is another way. Luke chapter 4, 5 to 7. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you, and their glory. For this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Ah, there is another mother. Remember, earth and its fullness belongs to God. Gold and silver are mine, says the Lord. Cattle and thousand hills belong to me. The world is an order, an arrangement under the devil. It has its own value system and way of working. The glory of this world and the pomp is what the devil is offering. And when it's offered and we receive, we can become mightily rich. Remember, your prayers are not answered only in church. It's answered in Tirupati, in everywhere. Any temple they go, it's answered. And the devil, after answering, will make us believe it's all from God. He's a father of lies. So, we'll try to serve two masters, and then in due course cling to money, and love money and despise God, hate God. At this time, on the other side, Luke 16, 20 and 21. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of souls, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his souls. Reasons for poverty around. Various reasons are there. One reason is because of the inequality 
that is prevailing in this world today. The rich hoarding and the poor suffering. I'll mention it later. 50 persons in the world are overweight now. They eat more than what is needed. They, are, they can afford. Next 50 persons becoming underweight. The lifestyle that will be in the present time, 17th chapter of Luke, 26 to 28. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. Five items so are mentioned. In Noah's time, it was only eating and drinking and marrying. By Lord's time, some more social activities started coming, buying and selling, planting and building. So today, equivalent of this eating and drinking will be hotel and catering, food industry. It's a big industry. Buying and selling, trade, business, e-commerce, most of the treaties in between countries is also based on trade. Planting, the agricultural revolution that is happening, big, big, big business. Building, real estate. Marrying today has become one of the entertainments. Marry anyone, throw off, marry anybody, same sex or opposite sex. Everything. Everything related to sex is a business now. So these are the present conditions at the time of the arrival of Jesus Christ. At that time, the Lord says, remember Lord's wife, 1732. Remember Lord's wife. Why should you remember? Even though Lord's wife had entertained two angels, heard the revival message from the mouth of the angels, saw a great miracle of old city becoming blind and was led to salvation by the hands of two angels. What more we need to receive? This lady stood there and became a pillar of rock, a salt. Why? 1737. And they answered and said to him, where, Lord? So he said to them, Wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Eagle, however high it flies, it sees only one thing, the dead body. Its treasure is dead body, it will zero on that. It will not see anything else. So, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. On the final day, when Lord's wife was running for her salvation, her heart was in the wealth that was kept in her city. She was running towards salvation, but her mind was. So the Lord said, if you are in the field, do not return. If you are on the housetop, do not come down. Because the moment you see all these things, you will be trapped. Dear ones, listening to me. 
in your business, in your work, anywhere. Where is your mindset? It's going to be the trap. The steward's unfaithfulness all started from there. What is the faithfulness the Lord wants from a steward? 16th chapter of Luke, 10 towards. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Look at in one big bank in Germany, one cashier altered the software somehow and started taking away only two cents from every check transaction, two cents. That bank transacts billions of dollars. What happened? Within a short time, he transferred millions of dollars to his account. But one auditor found out every check transaction, it is 98 cents, two cents are missing. He had a doubt and found out. By that time, he transferred the money. Unfaithfulness little. 16 chapter 11th verse. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Money matters, look at working place, travel reimbursement is a fraud, medical reimbursement, big fraud, bills pay, commissions that you receive for transaction goes to your pocket. I can enumerate so many things. Money matters, there is no faithfulness. Even in Christian ministry, there is no faithfulness. See, when a seminar is to be conducted, the total expense is will be only up to 50,000. They produce bills for 2 lakhs. 16, 12. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? If you are working in some other place, when you go to the office, there is no faithfulness there. Another man using a phone, using a light and electricity, using a public vehicle, bringing things from the office to home, all unfaithfulness. Thirteen. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Mema. Look at that steward. When he was out of job, he was going to be out of job. He worked like that, we read that. Do you know what the master said to him? Eighth verse, 16, eighth of Luke. So the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. Remember, it is not the Lord praising this man, it is the master in the story. What is he telling? <laughs> he is praising his crookedness only. He is not praising him. A very shrewd, very smart chap. When you make money in the wrong way, some of your companions will say, you are very smart, you know how to do that. That kind of smartness. So, 
he has become rich in the wrong way. All this we are studying. Finally, your mind will be there and the verdict of the Lord for all this together. Luke chapter 6, 24 to 26. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full, for you shall hunger. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so, do, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. What do you want to hear? What do you want to live? Enjoying all comfort, well fed, always laughing, and well spoken by all, blessed man, envied by all, great man, doing very well, top one. How did he reach there? How did that person reach there? How did that person reach there? The Lord says, Woe unto you who are rich. Woe unto you who are well-fed. Woe unto you who laugh. Woe unto you when people speak well of. Very clearly, he says, it is woe unto you. People may praise you, but I will reject you. Because Many things inside that life is completely wrong. Those who are listening to me, look at your friends, look at your relatives, look at your own work and life. Is it all right? I heard many people telling, how can, how can we run business without some malpractice? Remember in the world, the father of lies says, you have to tell lies, you have to compromise, you have to compete. But we do not belong to the world, we belong to the kingdom. We belong to the kingdom. We remember when we were working here, our main aim was how to reduce the bill of a patient. So we had so many innovative methods of treating people to reduce the bill. Our salary, we said, we will take very little so that the patients will, will not go up. But the whole thing is changing now. Everyone who comes in want a worldly lifestyle and because of that salary has to be paid more, the bills are going up. We are very sad about it. The present trend is that, present trend. They invest money for getting a seat buy the seat and they want to reap back many fold. Will God approve these things? Will God approve these things? They do all kinds of unnecessary treatment, investigations. They become rich and they say, God is blessing us. <laughs> One of my friends, friend in Hyderabad, built a big house. When he met him, he asked, how did you build it? He said, luckily there was a cholera epidemic last year. Many are becoming rich because of COVID now. Woe unto you. Woe unto you. You must also hear the judgments in First John. You read through that. Who does not practice righteousness 
does not love his brother off from the devil. Loving the world. Anyone who loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Loving the world is lust of the eye, lust of the flesh. Pride of life is boasting in what you have and what you do is not from the Father but from the world. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer and no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Whoever has the world's good and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Love not with mouth and word, but in tongue, word or tongue, but in deed and truth. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. Who does not love his brother whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. The Lord says, it's very difficult for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Now, if there are hundred references in the New Testament for wealth, ninety percent of them are about the dangers of that wealth. You need to be very careful, very careful. Do not just rely on some quotations from some part of the Bible. Listen to the Lord teaching. We see Lord's time, it's a progressive revelation. From Old Testament time, we are coming to progressive revelation when God tells what is it finally. The right standard of the kingdom is presented. Maybe earlier they were not able to receive, now we are able to receive. With this lifestyle, how can anyone follow Christ? We can become part of the above lifestyle and become rich. But we are creating or we are cause of creating problems in the society because of a selfish way of living. I remember many years ago, 40-50 years ago, a private practitioner used to come from Pollachi to see patients in the remote part of Palani. That was a polar epidemic time. One father came and said, I could not bring my son yesterday because I didn't have the one rupee consultation fees. He died. That day the doctor stopped consultation fees and said, I will keep a box there, whoever has anything put it. Yes, one rupee at that time. Now see what's happening. So we can become part of the above lifestyle and become rich. But we are creating or we are cause of creating problems in the society because of selfish way and living. We can justify our ways, but God knows our heart. We want what is highly esteemed among men, but the Lord says that is abomination in my sight. Read from Luke 16 and verse 15. And he said to them, You are those who just, justify yourself before men, but God knows your hearts, for what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. This is a in course of a discussion with the Pharisees, it came. 
We read that in the verse, no one can serve two masters. When the Lord was telling that, there was a response from the rich people there. 14th verse. Can you read that 14th verse, please? Now the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, also heard all these things, and they derided him. Made fun of him, scoffed at him, derided him. Hey, this fool is telling no one can serve two masters. We are managing very well. I hear that even today. The Lord of this universe is telling no one can serve two masters. See, when money is going to decide your decisions in life, it has become a master. It has become a master. Which course to study, where to work, for how much to work, whom to marry, what kind of car I should buy. If it is all decided by wealth, wealth has become your master. Wealth has become your master. But these people were telling, why can't we serve both? We are doing it fine. Then the Lord said, you justify your ways before man, but I know your heart. What are the justifications sometimes? Brother, I am making money only for giving permissions. We thought that God needs our money. Another friend of mine built a big house. There was a swimming pool in it. He was telling others it can be used for baptism also. What all funny things we try to say to justify our lifestyle. We are children of the king of kings. We must live like that. But they don't know how the king of kings lived on earth. How the king of kings lived on earth. We can be professionals who treat the problems in the society. For example, malnutrition. And by our lifestyle, we create malnutrition around us. If 50% are overweight, 50 will be underweight. The person that is rich in our country, or the one who holds 73% of wealth, the percentage of people who hold it is 1%. One person. 1% one person is holding 73%. Remember the one person is scattered all over and the statistics say that the one person, majority of them are outside also. 99% of people live with 27%. What beautiful balance is there. Oxford made a study many years ago. If the Available food materials, food resources are distributed properly all over the world. Four times the population can be fed, yet there will be remaining food. What's happening today? The rich countries, to maintain their price, dump the food materials into sea, burn the food materials so that the price can be kept in the market. Even in Punjab, Wheat was burnt recently to keep the price. Will God permit this? Accept this? BPL, before poverty line, is difficult to decide because it will create guilt. 
if the medical profession is holding large chunk of wealth, do we love our neighbors? Are the patients made poorer by own comfortable lifestyle? Second Corinthians 7, 12 to 14. Therefore, although I wrote to you, I did not do it for the sake of him who had done the wrong, nor for the sake of him who suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might appear for you, appear to you. Therefore, we have been comforted in your comfort, and we rejoice exceedingly more for the joy of Titus, because his spirit has been refreshed by you all. For if in anything I have boasted to him about you, I am not ashamed. But as we spoke all things to you in truth, even so our boasting to Titus was found true. Sorry. Eighth chapter, he says, 12 to 14. For if there is first a willing mind, it is accepted according to what one has, and not according to what he does not have. For I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may supply their lack, that their abundance also may supply your lack, that there may be equality. At least equality may not become poor. But I know of people who have become poor by giving out. So what can be done in the midst of correcting all this? This unfaithful steward, the Lord's verdict was, he cannot be steward anymore. What are the positions God has given into a hand? Main position God has given is the gospel. Main position is the gospel. And there was a man who buried it and kept it, not even using it for himself. But others traded it or brought to others and brought many people into the kingdom. The other portions that are given, time is given to us, fuel is given to us, electricity, water, so many resources have been given. Are we carelessly wasting this, carelessly wasting this. Money is one of them. We are all caretakers, we are all stewards in this. So what else we can do? Avoid wasting water, electricity, food, money, medicine, time, paper, clothes, various things. We can reduce, avoid wasting. Do recycling whenever possible. Compost, paper, equipments, many things can be recycled. Just one part can be changed and the whole thing can be recycled. In some of the Western countries, if you want to dispose of a thing, you have to pay a lot of money for it. So they try to see that they don't dispose, but go on using it. Do not consume more than what is needed, food, water, electricity, fuel, paper. If you can walk for a distance, don't take your vehicle. If you can write in a small piece of paper, do not use a A4 sheet. My senior person here used to reverse all the cover that comes to the office and stick it 
and use it again. That's how we reduce expenses. Reduce, renounce, simplify. Inner simplicity of seeking one thing will definitely lead to outer simplicity. That's the Christian way. You seek kingdom of God in this righteousness, the Lord Himself, and you be satisfied in that contentment comes. A man whose heart is satisfied will find that his external needs become few. No one should live for oneself anymore, but for Christ. He has died for us, he has risen for us. We cannot live for ourselves anymore. For the one who died and rose again, for him we must live. Surrender a life to Christ. Share the gospel. Live a life worthy of your calling. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Simple rules. Simple rules. Do to others what you want others to do to you. We who are followers of Christ, who are disciples of Christ, who love Christ, can produce tremendous changes in the society you live one person. Yes, you do not know the amount you can transfer to your next generation in your own family and to the people around, those who work with you, those who work with you. Many who worked with us in years back, they lived with us for four or five years, sometimes more. By that time, many have change their way of life and they are serving in many, many mission hospitals all over India. Invest in people was a clarity that we had. Invest in people. Your workers, those who work with you, do you invest in their life, share the gospel with them, build them up. We think if you are working with them, in that way, they won't work. No, it's not true. In my operation theater, those days, I've always requested my staff whether they can do the work. I never commanded them. Any time any case is posted, they all will be available. Sometimes we ourselves will stand there and help the wash the linen and help them. I remember still one of Obstetrician was with us, he was still there. He used to wheel the patients and bring him to the theatre. They had freedom to call me uncle. We developed such good relationship. Wherever they went, they brought the kingdom of God there. You can bring changes in the lives of people who work with you, provided you are committed to the Lord and live by the principles of the kingdom of God. That may be enough now. Shall we be silent for some time? The manna they collected, they were not able to keep it for the next day. Manna you collect now must be inside you and lead to eternal life. This manna he gives from above the true bread.
he himself, his words. Let us receive it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning time. Thank you for a living word. Lord, we pray that these words will produce, bring clear changes in the lives of each one. Transform their lives, O Lord. Let them take it, listen to it repeatedly, examine their life, confess whatever is wrong, settle matters with Lord, what does it matter? Only one thing, that we may be able to stand before you on that day. Enable us to bring all the wealth you are given as a servant before you, Lord, as a slave before you, that it will never act as an enemy for us, but will become a friend, through which we can gather people into the kingdom. And they will receive us when we need them. One will tell through this Matthew, through this Robert, I was brought into the kingdom. Yes, Lord, that all that we have become sources of bringing people into the kingdom to build the kingdom up. Thank you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.